0: This is the on Planet Podcast, episode 39. I am your host, Joel Lamadon. Happy New Year. Maybe a little late, but still, first podcast episode of 2021. We gotta say it. And also, just also want to say thank you uh, for continuing to join me on this never-ending quest to figure out how to teach better as we're almost entering year three of the podcast. We'll do a little something as we get to the uh, anniversary here, which is coming up in about a month. But today on the podcast, we're going to do some sharing. We're going to share some learnings from 2020. We're going to do a little looking back. We're going to share my word of the year for 2021. And we're also going to share a discussion I had with the musical director of the Amadon Planet podcast, Matt Mifflin, about his new song, Out of the Clouds. And we did that recording a little bit before uh, the end of the end of 2020, but didn't get an opportunity to share it until now. But excited to share that discussion with you all. But first let's talk about some learnings from 2020. And I'm going to be brief with this. Uh, I mean, we could probably do a series of podcast episodes on all the things that were learned from 2020. But in thinking about the purpose of this podcast, my own personal purpose statement, I guess, is to lead people to love others through teaching. And, and you you know, as we say at the beginning of every episode, we're on this never-ending quest to figure out how to teach better. What does 2020 have to teach us? And I had a series of Phrases and you know, thinking about most of the, my podcast episodes, we talk about a high five like the five learnings from either a book or an experience. Or, um, you know, we had one on writing an article where we learned a lot of stuff on that we talked about with uh Candy's Cook and Dr. Monroe. Um, but anyway, my learnings were from 2020, just a series of phrases, and we'll do a little commentary on each, but try to keep it brief. But again. I think there's something in, uh, in looking back and thinking about what was learned and then as we move forward. And so then we'll get into what we're going to do in 2021. But first, I talked about five different phrases that I, I don't, th- I mean, it's not like there were major ahas, like, oh my gosh, I did not know this and now I do. But it was almost like with all of them, they're like phrases and I almost want 2020 kind of put the exclamation point behind each of them. And so I'll go through each of them. So first was technology as a tool, a tool for facilitating outcomes, right? And now that seems very uh, mechanical or, um, and, and yeah, it is a little bit, but what I think was, I don't know, something that I kind of heard over and over again was about all these different technologies. We talk about Zoom, we talk about FaceTime. We talk about all these sorts of like communication platforms. And then within schools, they have all these, you know, Schoology and um, Blackboard and Canvas and all these other you know, classroom management systems. And, and what became clear as we did the major switchover in our teaching, uh, in March when the pandemic hit and then thinking about it as we moved through uh, 2020 and, and we had a little bit more time to think and, and, and put things into place for the fall. For me, who, you know, I, I basically was remote from March on in my teaching. For me, the major learning was, hey, whatever I'm going to do, I need to first define what do I want to accomplish in my classes what are my outcomes? What are the things that I want? What are the things that made my classes great when they were face-to-face and thinking about, okay, how do I facilitate that within this new reality? So for example, one of the things I, I love to do was If I'm going to teach teachers how to teach, the best way for me to teach them how to teach is to let them teach. And so in my math methods class, I would have, you know, these groups of students teach a math lesson where they would do a messy task and figure out how to um, uh, find one. Think about how to introduce it, launch it, let kids explore, let their peers explore within it. And then how do we summarize mathematics within it? And so they would do that within groups. And but like I'm thinking about, okay, remotely, how am I going to do that? And so in doing a lot of thinking and some collaborating with uh, some colleagues, both Jen Wolf, who we've had on this podcast, and then Renee Cunningham at the University of Mississippi and the things that she does in her class, I'm like, hmm, how are we going to do this? And thinking about what, you know, uh, I can't really do a group teaching to the whole group. So I had like 30 students in a class and like, that'd be really hard to do. Really, but ooh, how do we simplify the world? What if we did it in small groups? Uh, like Renee Cunningham does in her groups, She would have teachers teach to small groups I'm like, oh, we could do that And then we could then use And so the, what would the technology be to help facilitate that? Ooh, breakout rooms within Zoom We can do that And then thinking about how do we use maybe Google Slides Ooh, saw that with Jen Wolf Use that as a way to facilitate that process So that they can all plan within the same slide deck And I could go around and see what each, um, each little group was doing Within their individual lessons All at the same time within this Google, ah, technology is a tool to facilitate the outcomes that I wanted to have happen. And that's just one example of the many ways that technology and thinking about what is the best thing to use to make this happen? What's the, you know, what's the best hammer to use for this nail? And it's the same thing here where I have this outcome, this nail that I want to put into the you know, wood or whatever, and think about what technology or what hammer is the best thing to use for that situation rather than, hey, I have this hammer. I'm going to go look around for some nails. You know, so flip it around, making sure that the priority is on what do I want to have accomplished in the classroom? And technology is a tool to facilitate that. And that's just, I don't know it's because I don't know about you, but I get distracted sometimes like, oh, I can do, I have this shiny hammer. I have this shiny technology. And now how am I going to use that versus no, I want to get this accomplished in my class. What's the best tool to make that happen? And then also having some priorities like, hey, let's not overwhelm our students with a million different tools. How do we simplify the world a little bit for them? And so, like, you know, so that led me back to, hey, Google Slides was a good thing to use. Zoom, The Zoom platform, uh, communication platform was a good thing to use. And so, anyway, all that is is pretty good. And that kind of actually leads me in, in how that all learning came to be is this idea of we are better together again, exclamation point behind that. We are better together. We are smarter together. We are better together. And, You know, just even that conversations that I talked about with Jen Wolf that, again, was on a previous podcast episode or my conversation with Renee Cunningham about how she did these teaching groups, which ended up being one of the best things that I did in my class. And then seeing in my classes how students were using the technology and showing each other what they were able to do and then people were building on that and they were evaluating their own teaching and, like, all that is about community and community helping us get better and better. And if you saw my hands right now, you could see, hey, one person does a little bit something good, and then I'm going to raise my other hand up above that one. And then the next person is able to do something a little bit better and a little bit better. And then pretty soon as a collective, we're getting better and better and better versus if we're in our own little bubble, we might be thinking we're doing pretty good, but then what could we be doing with a little bit of help from each other? And so, yes, we are better together and having that opportunity to share and talk to each other and also had a chance to do that a lot with my uh, colleagues in a, another podcast that I host, the Teaching Math Teaching Podcast. If you're a teacher, uh, if you're a teacher of math teachers, if you're you know a cooperating teacher or anyone that does any sort of professional development or anything, check that and you're into mathematics, uh, math education, go ahead and check that podcast out. But anyway, in the Teaching Math Teaching Podcast, we had opportunities to do these book clubs, Over the summer, we did two book clubs. We did uh, Manny Jansen's book uh, on rough draft math, and we also did uh, the book from Barry Conway Lawler and Staley on high school math lessons to explore, understand, and respond to social injustice. We did those two book clubs over the summer, and that was just awesome because, again, this idea of community coming together and helping each other see different ways of teaching and and you know learning all about uh, Mandy's ideas about rough draft math. We're trying to get her on the podcast so she can share some of her delightfulness on a future episode. But anyway, those conversations, I think, made me better as a professional and like having like the, you know, if I would have just been on my own, like, hey, I want to read this book and I would have read it and. And I've read the, read books on my own, but like having the ability to process them together is something that's pretty amazing. I actually, also then had a chance to do that. Um, th- just recently, we did another um, book club on reimagining uh, the math classroom through the, and we'll have another podcast on the teaching math teaching feed about that book in the very near future. But that was another book that was pretty amazing to see the collaboration that was happening with those teachers and what they were able to accomplish. Anyway, but I'm basically this idea of we are better together, having these communities that we can talk to and think about this, again, this idea of how do we teach better and able to bounce ideas off to it. So we are better together, exclamation point. And that gets me briefly on this other one. Reading is fundamental. (laughs) We've heard that. I think the NBA used to have that um, as a uh, slogan, but just an exclamation point behind that as well. And just seeing how reading has just, I don't know, increased its role in my life. I mean, reading is a fuel for this podcast. Um, reading is a fuel to my own professional development, my own relaxation. I mean, so there's, you know, reading for professional learning. There's also reading for enjoyment. There's also reading for um, uh, escapism <laughs> a little bit. There's also reading, you know, with others. And so having, again, the chance to do those book clubs in the summer and recently the, this um, this december has been again amazing not only from the community perspective but also from the professional learning aspect and just also just you know reading from other books that i wouldn't have thought would have led to you know these learnings on um about teaching but like i, I read the uh, oh shoot i'm forgetting it's uh, um can't stop won't stop about the history of hip hop and just thinking about all the social justice uh, lessons that are in that And thinking about how do those apply to my teaching I'm still yeah. processing those Maybe that's on a future episode of the podcast But, you know, these books that I wouldn't have thought Or these other things that I've consumed And, and even going back to the uh, podcast I started 2020 with, with a, On the Broken Record podcast about creation About create my word of the year for 2020 You know, all these sorts of different ways of um, learning And how that has fed into surprisingly fed into improvement of teaching, but maybe not surprising because teaching is all over the place, right? And so, But anyway, this idea of reading as fundamental, exclamation point, was something that definitely was highlighted in 2020 and all the different things that I had a chance to engage with all the different book clubs that happened and thinking about what those led to with regards to learnings for the podcast, but just also just, I don't know, making me feel like a more rounded person. So anyway, just big, big, big exclamation behind reading is fundamental. Uh, Another one, and this kind of goes back into that too, is address the hard topics. Again, exclamation point, address the hard topics. I think even most recently with what has happened in Washington with the, you know, the trying to overtake the Capitol when the election was being certified um, for Joe Biden winning the presidency, you know, we need to address as as teachers. I think we need to address the hard topics again. And we we think of teaching not just as happening between, you know, professional educators and students in classrooms. Teaching happens with our kids. Teaching happens um, with any time we're trying to influence someone with regards to content. And like, there is something about hey, let's bring these hard topics up and have conversations about them. Let's not avoid them. Let's have those hard. So even like on this podcast, I had a chance to do some reading over the summer, going back to reading is fundamental, uh, about how to be an anti-racist by Ibram X. Kendi and had a chance to talk about that book with Linda Ngadi. And we tried to answer a hard question was, what does it mean to be an anti-racist teacher? We're still going towards that answer, but had a lot of good ideas about that, had a lot of good discussions about that. And like, those are conversations we need to have. We also talked about with uh, Shamiko Ellis about Matthew RK's book, Not Light But Fire, um, and how to have, uh, how to lead meaningful race conversations in the classroom. That was another book that, you know, two episodes that were well listened to and, but also like was addressing these questions that I'm still thinking about still processing. And so we can't, avoid those hard topics. We need to, we need to embrace them. And so address the hard topics, another learning from 2020. And then finally, teachers are amazing. Again, I already knew that, but put the huge exclamation point, maybe three exclamation points behind that one. And just thinking about the response in the spring in March when the pandemic happened and there was this switch over, like, Hey, you need to go online or, Hey, you need to um, come up with a way to teach your students and not be in the same room with them. And like, and here's the solutions available. It's like um, the over and over again, I keep the um, scene from Apollo 13, when they throw all the stuff onto the table and say, Hey, you need to get this filter to fit this hole. And you, this is what you have to work with go. And it's like, teachers respond and teachers respond amazingly. again, look back at the uh, episode with uh, Jen Wolf and she accumulated all these resources that people had come out with just in a few months from when the pandemic happened. It was just amazing what people had out there. And it's still amazing what people had out there. And like, there's so many different resources that are available for teachers to meet the challenge that was put in front of them. And then and then able to come up with the next solution. Again, it's always going back to, we are better together. Technology is a tool, all these sorts of things coming together. And like, to put this exclamation point behind the, the statement, teachers are amazing. And that, you know, the, and, and a lot of it has to do with the creativity that you saw from them, which was, you know, create was our word of the year for 2020, or my word of the year for 2020. And so I didn't see that creativity in response to a global pandemic as being what was going to happen, but Hey, that's what did happen, which leads me as in a transition to my word of 2021. So create served us well and had a lot of fun thinking about create in, um, 2020 and, and all the different ways, a lot of, a lot of the, uh, performing arts. And, and we talked to Matt Mifflin about that. We, we talked about the broken record podcast, uh, with Rick Rubin and, uh, Malcolm Gladwell, that was uh, a good podcast to start the year. We also talked to Lo Alleman. Uh, we also talked about the uh, Sound City, um, the Sound City documentary, which was kind of interesting. Um, that was all under that create heading. So this next year, my word of 2021 is going to be agape. And so again, the my purpose is to lead people to love others through teaching, And so love, or in this case, agape, which is unconditional love, which is love that's given irrespective of merit, is the word that we're going to use to guide what we do in 2021. Now, my dissertation, it was teaching mathematics as agape. We talked with Sam Gilbert about um, that in an article that came out of that work. And so whenever I think about agape, agape is kind of like my word overall, but I wanted to use that word in 2021 to kind of guide some things that we do uh, on this podcast. And I don't know what that's going to look like, Um, but what does it mean to do a podcast uh, as an act of unconditional love? Hopefully that's hopefully what you're seeing so far, but we'll really try to embrace it as we go forward. And, you know, cause you know, looking at again, current events and everything that's going on, um, from a global pandemic to the Black Lives Matter movement to, you know, the current state of our, the politics in our country, we could use a little love, right? And so let's think about that. And how do we put a little bit of love into our teaching? And what do we can learn about? Um, what does it mean to love through our teaching? And that's what we're going to do. We're going to do that. So, okay, there, there's a challenge. Uh, it's put out there. Now we got to respond to it. I think we will. Okay. So, had a chance to share my learnings, had a chance to share my word of twenty twenty one Now, what we're gonna do is share a discussion I had with Matt Mifflin again, the musical director of the Amazon Planet podcast, recorded this before the holidays, didn't get a chance to share it uh before, so if you you know hear references to the New Year's and Christmas and all that that's that's why. but um excited for Matt and his continuing to create music and put it out into the world, and wanting to continue to embrace that, and also just very thankful for uh the riffs that he gave us so that we could uh, begin and end the podcast with i really i really like it. it makes me happy every time i hear it and so without further ado here's my conversation with matt mifflin about his new book or new song out of the clouds matt mifflin musical director of the ambidon planet podcast is joining us to talk about his new song and everything else musical he's up to and maybe some other stuff and i uh just excited to have him back on the podcast matt how you doing
1: I'm doing great, Joel. Thanks for having me, man. Always good to see you and hear you.
0: Yeah. So let's let's talk about the uh, the new song. What's what's the name of the new song?
1: Uh new song is called Out of the Clouds.
0: Can you say it like that or is it out of the clouds? Out of the cloud. Is that yeah. how you say?
1: Yeah. well and let's start right there. That was uh, that was um Jason's idea um to kind of break that song up a little bit. And he brought up an interesting point. He said, you know, the name of the song is out of the clouds. And you never once say out of the clouds, you know, I thought, (laughs) Oh, you know, for me, it's like, whatever. But of course he's trying to get it to move up and more people to hear it and things like that. So he, um, he came up with that beginning part. And I just thought, you know, it was, it's tough for me to hear these songs that I recorded and listened to a hundred times kind of change Mm -hmm. and go through the whole, uh, pottery of what ends up being the final piece, if you will. And, uh, but once he did that and after oh, 50 lessons, probably I was like, okay, that kind of sets the stage a little bit. Yeah. Um, it was cool. And like with the church bells in the beginning too, um, it was kind of the, kind of the same thing where um, it's kind of those bells are, that bell is chiming for both an awakening and for kind of putting something to rest, you know, and kind of moving on.
0: Yeah. And we'll put links to the song in the show notes uh, like we did uh, for your first song too. And like, the first time you're on, which was a very well-listened-to episode, Matt. So that was good. Oh, um, great. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So, like, the, the it's kind of like a, the song kind of opens up with, like, almost like a Gregorian, almost Gregorian monks. Like, we have uh, Uncle Ron, I think, would gets into that, <laughs> that sort of music. <laughs> uh, I remember he shared me some uh, some album. He's like, oh, listen to this. And it's like, it kind of reminded me, I don't know if, if Uncle Ron, like, has influenced this, uh, this song a little bit at all. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Very well you I mean he's been such a big part of my life all of our lives in that yeah, yeah. Of spiritual way where yeah probably uh, probably
0: he, yeah he's probably so happy that we're talking together. He, he, he likes yeah. he, he likes likes the likes a, likes a gathering and even even over it's, Zoom he loves, he loves a gathering.
1: It's just wonderful. It's
0: wonderful. <laughs> That's right. It's tremendous. Oh yeah. uh, so so what's what's behind the news what's behind the song? What's behind uh auto clouds?
1: Well he, um, well, it first started where you know when my sister Caroline passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, after a while, I was definitely in a dark fog for a, a couple years. I think this song I started kind of piddling around with it and started to to get the progressions and some of the lyrics. I think about two and a half years after she passed. Wow! So when you know when looking and listening to the lyrics, you know it definitely was me um, kind of celebrating the fact that I felt like myself kind of for the first time in quite a while, kind of coming out of the clouds and coming through that fog that came from that loss and that grief. Um, and, you know, there's even, like in, in the song, there's lyrics, you know, like that I, I know I wasn't around and things like that. And that was definitely not physically, you know, I was around, I right. was around people all the time, mm-hmm. but just being present. in my mind was just constantly going back to that and whether it be anger or sadness or, you know, just overall worry about what's going to happen and things like that. So all those feelings kind of manifested themselves into this song. And, uh, it was, you know, we talked earlier about kind of, you know, like holding your heart in your hand and be like, here it is, you know, this was my first, first piece of music where I really, I, I just, there was an emotional tie to it. Definitely. Not that my other ones didn't, but this one was my first kind of adult, look at what was going on around me and how i was feeling and um and it it, it translated pretty quickly you know and and yeah it just even now i listen to it and it's like man i can put myself right there right where i was because those original recordings they never changed i mean jason made them sound actually good but <laughs> i can put myself right back to where where and when i was recording them
0: yeah, and Jason, and just a reminder of uh, Phrygian Frog recording because uh, uh, that's Matt's label, and uh, we'll, again, we'll put links to all this stuff in the uh, in the show notes. But yeah, we were talking before about um, a movie that I'd seen recently with uh, Katie, uh, my wife, about uh, the Avett Brothers, May It Last, and just like how you know the the songs that they, the Avett Brothers, write and for that album, True Sadness, it was you know, they're writing these songs about just the hard parts of life and like they write this beautiful song and they record it. And it's almost like there's a yin yang sort of thing, like on the one side, like, oh my gosh, the life and the, the, the experience that's happening, it's really hard to sing about and talk about. But at the same time, probably there's a healing that's happening by being able to engage in that process. I don't know if that, that was a similar sort of feeling for you there, Matt.
1: Absolutely. I, I forget who I talked to. Maybe it was maybe it was a counselor I was seeing at the time or somebody or another musician uh, friend that said, Hey, have you have you written about this? You know, about how you're feeling and stuff like that. I said, No, you know, I'm not I'm not there yet. And blah, blah, blah. And of course the seed was planted. And I think over the next two weeks, it's like, all right, I'm gonna try. And for me, you know, I can't sit there and write down words on a piece of paper if they're gonna sound morbid or they're gonna sound just the point will be missed. So in my songwriting, I just play the progression over and over and over and make up words over the top. And if it's good, I'll kind of record it just so I can have it. And this song, I think, I think the lyrics were, were done after like the, the second or third time going through, wow. it. it just kind of kept sticking. And I couldn't, I couldn't break away from it, you know, And because I did think like, man, people are going to think I'm really sad or like, you know what? What are people going to think? And then after after a bit, I, I noticed how it was very therapeutic and making me feel a little better to get these feelings out. And I thought, I, you know, hopefully, you know, the way I look at it now is I hope other people can relate to it and and maybe it can help them a little bit because you know we've all got so much stuff going on, not just now but our whole lives. And you talked about, you know, it's hard and you lose people you love and relationships may fall apart and just you know, sickness and all these things. And, um, it, we, have all been under this fog in our lives. And for me, <clears throat> that was a turning point of, you know, I'm going to get out of this. I need to get out of this. I, I have spent my time grieving and it's not doing anybody any good. So mm-hmm. let's snap out of it. Let's get our feet back on the ground and let's keep moving forward.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's, I'm just,
1: happy one for the
0: courage that it took for you to do this. And like, again, that you're able to engage this process, but but just like you said too, like that others can experience, you know, what it's like to come out of the clouds, right? And through this song, like this might be that, you know, they hear it and it could be that wake up call. It could be that something. And we we talked recently um, with Pat Ward on a recent episode of the podcast about staying mentally fit, about, you know, teachers that are dealing with lots of different stuff and what are some things they need to do. And like, so, you know, it is like, you know, you're acknowledging, Hey, here's something that I can do to help deal with these feelings. But then it's like, then also you're paying it forward by putting something out into the world. And so like putting on your, it's like that, uh, the, the, on the aircraft, right. You put it on your own masks so that you can then help others put theirs on. And so, you know, that creative process yeah. in order to pour into others. And I just, I, thank you for doing that, Matt. That's it. it's takes something to do that.
1: Oh, well, I think the thank yous come from this and mostly Joel, you know, even just, you know, people that listen. And even if it was just one person who said, Hey, I just want to thank you for that. That helped me move through this period in my life or whatever it is, you know, that, that would be enough for me, you know, and, and this whole song, you know, even, even going back to the recording part and when I, and I, I, I had people listen to it and I got good feedback from it. You know, they like the lyrics and, Mm -hmm. and things like that. And I, you know, it's always hard for me to hear like, yeah, right. You know, just being nice and, Stuff like that, but the original recording, um, and we'll probably release it someday. But, um, you know, it was it had a lot more uh piano in it and it's Mm. a little more straightforward. And, um, Jason took it and sped it up, um, seven BPMs or beats per minute to kind of give it a little more life. And that was another thing that was really hard for me to wrap my head around. (laughs) I listened to it for probably a week or two and was, you know, I was like, I I, I don't, I don't like it. I don't think I can handle it. I don't think I can do it. (laughs) But now that we're, you know, to the point where it's out and I'm listening back to it, like, of course, I, I can't hear any of the way now. But, you know, I, I did all the instruments and things like that in the recordings. But when when you get to a certain point, you know, we we worked on production of this song for six months just to try to add something to it. It just seemed too straightforward. You know, the yeah. message was there, but it just seems too straightforward. Mm-hmm. So that's when... I asked, um, Jason to jump on the bass, you know, so Jason recorded the bass parts and it just gave it a little more life, you know, another Uh player kind of having their take on it. And then we got Jeff Milner to do live drums, which of course, you know, when I do drums for my songs, I do them on my keyboard here. I'm just, you know, and then you can get a live drummer and really, you know, add those extra fills and those punches and, uh, just adds a lot to it. So this was, this was our first, although, you know, Joel or Jeff played, um, drums on the first track this was our first kind of collaborative piece you know and i i i love it i mean my my favorite thing about playing music is playing with other people i mean yeah. period it's just when mm-hmm. it, we talked about that last time we talked um so those guys offering their take and and they're both so musically talented it really just brought the song to another level um yeah which was very very cool well
0: it's interesting i, I... I do want to step back for a second. Cause you talked about like how you wrote it. Like originally it sounded like you, you, you had the music first and then the, the lyrics came after. Mm-hmm. And so like the, and, and, and the reason why I'm asking is because I remember when I asked you for something for uh, the podcast to start us off, I'm like, Hey, I want something that's kind of like, Hey, happy. And like this kind of sort of emotion that comes out from, Hey, it's, it's the podcast. I'm, I'm excited to hear. And like, I love the riff that you, that you sent me. Um, and so, like, that sort of, how, how do you do that? How do you, like, how do you know, like, hey, this is the sound that is going to get me to where I want to go with how this, I want this song to feel. Like, I don't know, is there, just, I wonder if, like, can crack your head open a little bit and share a little bit of that. I, I just, that fascinates me.
1: Well, it, it, and it's a great question, and see, this is so fun for me to talk about because nobody wants to hear about this stuff. No, I want to you know? hear all about it, man. <laughs> uh, it, it, well, it, and I'll just start off with this. You know, uh, it all starts on you know your mood that day or what's going on in your life and things like that. And oftentimes, you know, things aren't written intentionally. That that riff that that I mm-hmm. gave you for the show, I had recorded that two years earlier. And I just never finished it. And I thought, you know, when he said, give me something poppy, like, (laughs) it's like, okay, I think, I think this will be what he's looking for. But that's where, you know, Jason has taught me that record, 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 get, Mm -hmm. get your, get your own little catalog. And then when you, you can either go back and if you're having trouble finding progressions for lyrics or lyrics for progressions or whatever, you can go back and listen to them Um, and kind of, you know, again, get your own little catalog that you can kind of pull from when, when you feel that mood, you know, I'm to the point now where I record things and I almost put in parentheses, the mood that I was feeling when I recorded it, you know, yeah. like I was feeling up, you know, this is an uppie song um, and stuff like that. But you can't, for me, I cannot tell myself necessarily I'm going to write a pop song or I'm going to write a ballad or I'm going to write this emotionally, you know, open song or whatever. It it really is an organic process for me personally. Because again, just like the lyrics, if I try to write it down, if I try to push it, if I try to put it in a box, it's just not mm-hmm. going to come out, and it's not going to sound like me, yeah, at all. Um. So yeah, it's it's an ever evolving thing, and if it, I feel like if you try to put your finger on it, then you're going to miss it. You know, you just got to be willing to be flexible and kind of, you know, much like we talked about with the teaching stuff, adjust and be willing to make changes and be open to suggestions from others, which is yeah, hard yeah. for me. You know, especially when I'm recording all of it myself and Jake's gonna be like, oh, that baseline's kind of weak. <laughs> and I think I I think I could my maybe play something better. You know, and in my mind, I, you know, he's a fantastic player, but for the first the initial feeling is like, oh, what do you mean? Am I not good enough? Is that not good enough? But you go back and, you know, again, it adds that that other. Well,
0: that's, that's a, know,
1: perfect, just a whole other level.
0: That's a perfect metaphor for teaching, though, Matt. And this is great for this podcast is that, you know, like a lot of time? I mean, and, you know, if someone had something to say about my teaching, like, oh, you could have done that, I'd be like, what? like, Hey, come on. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a doctor. Yeah. No, <laughs> no <don't> that. <laughs> Yeah, But like, but like, but then you say like, yeah, and that's gonna get and then and you see like, when you start collaborating, and then you see the di- great things that other people did. And we just did a podcast with uh, Shane, my, uh, my, my teaching partner when I was at uh, Stock Prairie High School. And it was like, it was this back and forth. And it was like, Hey, he does this good. And I need to learn from that. And, and I'm doing something that he can use and back and forth. And we're making a beautiful symphony of math instruction, but, you know,
1: <laughs> versus, you know, oh, yeah, making absolutely. the song. But it's the
0: same thing, yeah. you know, but well, do and, it on your own.
1: I, I'm reading. Oh, oh. No, you go. I'm sorry. You go. I, I was, was going to say, I'm, I'm reading a book right now. Uh That's uh, a, a realist guide to a successful music career. You know, this nice. is kind of where I am at my there life. You go. That's <laughs> from Joel Cummins of Humphreys McGee. Hey, Joel. Oh, yeah. Um, but one of the things that he talks about in there is playing with musicians that are better than you. Mm. you know and that's and you can you, and that's how you learn you know i mean and that's like with me working with jason and jeff and the guys i've played with in the past you know i just look back and and i can almost pinpoint when i'm playing something or i'm singing something like oh man i learned that from paul or boy i learned that from jason or, or whoever it may be mm-hmm. so yeah you talk about that symphony and you got to be willing to kind of have dynamics in in your not only just your music stuff but your life you got you got to learn when to when to be piano, when to be quiet and when, that's when, when to speak up. And that's how you learn. I, 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 I truly believe.
0: Well, I guess that here's another question. And and again, we, we were very loose with this about talking about the song and I said, Hey, we're going to be very confident. So I'm throwing some questions at Matt that he might not be ready for, but I think he's, I think he got something here. So like, you know, you, you've really been pushing it with like putting out some songs, you got your album, no context. And so, what does, what are like the major learnings since you've kind of been, you know, immersing yourself in this work? Like, what are some major learn what's a major learning that you've had so far? I'm just curious. Okay,
1: I, I have a couple here. I was nice. just thinking about this yesterday. Um, number one, it's not going to happen overnight. It's it's just not. And I'm not even talking big rock stardom. I'm talking about just even putting a song out on Spotify than, uh, you know, sharing it on Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff. And, and you sit around your phone like, why aren't people checking it out? Why aren't they telling me that they like it? You know, and it's just not the way the world works right now. Yes, you, you have access to that things, but there's so many platforms and people are so busy and right. just so many things going on. So that would be number one. It's not going to happen overnight. And Jason taught me that um, very early on. Um, number two, there's going to be haters. You got to be ready for the haters, mm-hmm. you, you know. As I talked about with, with Jason's Jason, like, no, I don't know about your baseline. You know, I, I've had a couple of people, even with each day, the first song, be like, that's, isn't that a little slow? Or you know, are you you know are you a little flat there or something? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just something like that. And and inside, as you mentioned, I want to be like, well, what do you mean? Or why, why don't you do it? You know, why don't you record a better <laughs> yeah. song? But I, and I, I need I need that's something I need to work on as we release these things. Is I need to have a little, some thicker skin. And then learn that people are just going to be, um, they're always going to find something negative about it. So you just got to be able to push that aside. Um, Number three, simpler is better. Simpler is better. I, I think I talked about it last time. I used to try to write these epic guitar songs that, you know, I thought no one's gonna be able to play this, or this is going to be really hard, or this is going to blow their mind. And maybe it's just age, or I, I don't know, or maybe it's, I think that my, I'm starting to take a little more pride in my lyrics. But, you know, with Out of the Clouds, it, it's, it's the simplest song I've ever written. Um, But I do feel like the lyrical content is there and it kind of carries it. So I really try to keep that in mind. Right now, I'm actually um working on a song in the other room that's kind of like um kind of Motownish. Kind of, you know, it's got some saxophone in there and stuff like that. And um, it's not it's not crazy, it, crazy, difficult or that, but it sounds completely different than anything that I have done in the past. And I feel like right there, that's a sign of me growing as a musician and and not by playing things that are very hard, but playing things that give people access to what I'm mm-hmm. doing, what I'm feeling, how I'm playing things like that. I'm trying to think if there's any more.
0: That's pretty good um, for an impromptu question.
1: Oh, I love impromptu. That's the same thing with my humor. You know, you, you very kindly complimented <laughs> me on like, I can make you laugh and things like that. I don't know any jokes. I, I know, you know, I know the ha 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 thump, you know, the guy with laughing so hard his head fell off or something like that, but <laughs> Um, and that's, and I think that shows in my songwriting too. Like I said, I just, a lot of it just kind of comes out, you know, and, but, but it's, but it's not all the time, you know, but it's almost yeah. that perfect alignment of, um, you know, emotions and, and things like that. But, um, yeah.
0: So you mentioned, you mentioned the Motown song you're working at, what, anything else you're working on or you, do you have any more uh, information on that?
1: Oh yeah. A well, preview, we have a, preview action. A little preview. We are working on, um, we are working on the third song, uh, right now, and it is called Suncrest, and, uh, I, I'm really excited about it. it. It's definitely, you know, we got, we got the, each day, we got the love ballad, we got out of the clouds, the emotional kind of here, here I am, mm-hmm. and then this one's a little more, uh, I don't want to say, up it's, it's, it's definitely more upbeat, but it's definitely got a little bit of a distortion in there, mm-hmm. and it's got some, um, some ties to my love for bands like umpries and you know kind of this you know quote unquote jam band or prog rock stuff in there but it's a really good feeling uh it, the feeling the song has a really good feeling and another you know good message uh, as far as the chorus goes it's uh like yeah i'm done with all the with all the small things bringing me down you know i'm just and just kind of it, it it's amazing as we release these songs that we there really was no this one's gonna go first, this one's gonna go second. Yeah. But as I look to where we are, even just on song number three, there it's like a story's unfolding almost yeah. with these things. And, and it's so cool to see. And um, this Suncrest song, I, I remember, oh man, I remember it so well. We we had just gotten back from a family vacation to Michigan. <clears throat> and uh, I, I came up with the progression there sitting on the beach playing the guitar. And then when we came back, I had to go, I had a gig. It's called artists on the plaza here in Springfield. And you go downtown and you play during the lunch hour and people, mm-hmm. you know, check you out and stuff like that. So I thought I, I'm going to do this song. You know, this was 10 o'clock the morning. Of, I had to play at 1230. Oh wow. I, I got to come up with some lyrics. You know, I got to get some lyrics. I have all the music. And so uh, I sat down with my stepdaughter, Lily, and we, We kind of wrote this song together, you know, just from our experience as far as, you know, the first line is, uh, have you ever watched the sunset sit on the crest of a breaking wave? And we were just thinking about, of course, watching the sunset in Michigan and stuff like that and just kind of took off from there. And so I performed it that day, got some good responses and I thought, okay, I'm going to go and record this. And so I probably did that in the next week or two and then sat on it for two years and then (laughs) gave it to jason and we brought in jeff again to do live drums jason's going to do the bass again and i think it's going to be pretty big i think it could be i'm very excited about it nice i really am yeah and i don't say that too often so i think we're going to be mixing this week and um i think this one will be out a lot faster than out of the clouds that's for Mm -hmm. sure so keep it rolling man yeah there you go yeah that's great yeah but to, to, back to your question too, what am I working on? I'm always working on stuff, man. Like I, I am, when I sit down to play guitar, I definitely am in writing mode right away. And I, just to see if something comes within the first five, 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, and then if it doesn't, I move on to, you know, going back through other stuff or learning some covers and try to pick some stuff up. But um, with this particular song, Suncrest, Suncrest, it was done. I mean, it was just like that. So That's awesome. Very, very exciting. Very exciting. Oh, we'll look forward to that. Um, So anything else that
0: you got to promote? I've seen, like, you're on the TikTok. Is that what I hear?
1: (laughs) Yes, I'm on TikTok. We just signed up yesterday. Jason got me to do that. I went up to his place, and he's like, man, you know, he's he's very, he's so fun to work with because he just, he gets into it, man. Like, it's so nice working with somebody that's excited about it as you are. And in some cases, he's more excited than I am. He's very tech savvy, and I, I am not. But he said, uh, so like, yeah, I've been doing some research, and you know, it looks like um, artists, independent artists, you know, TikTok is a great way to get out there and gain followers and all that kind of stuff." And so, within an hour, I had already recorded a video. Um, we did a preview of the song, um, and I, you know, did a guitar challenge for people to learn the guitar solo in the song. And um, if you guys want to check that that out, that's under Matthew Mifflin on TikTok course and you can also see it on instagram um and facebook i believe it all kind of ties together as we all know in this crazy world we live <laughs> yeah. in um but it, yeah so that was that was interesting so uh but just kind of pushing it a little bit and that's getting outside my comfort zone you know i think we all no matter what we do with your podcasts with a song i'm writing it's like ah it's not that good it's just not that good i don't think people are going to be into it and but As Jason has said, you know, like, well, you never know till you kind of put yourself out there. So let's get you out there and see what happens. Like, okay, let's do it. Um, Yeah, and I also I wanted to mention that um, Phrygian Frog is taking on a second record label, and it focuses on library and production music, so like instrumental stuff, you know, things for commercials and things like that. And I'll have a few um, instrumentals in that library as well. So again that's Jason putting all the weight on his shoulders and kind of helping all of us out and, and moving forward with that. And he's also, they're going to put out the first album of Epic hybrid trailer music, which will be out in early two, 2021. So nice, you know, all different kinds of music, you know, yeah, yeah. And just sitting around with an acoustic guitar. These guys on the label are just, you know, very, very good at what they do, whether it be like, you know, the dubstep music or the, you know, electronic music and stuff like that. And, um, It's just pretty cool pretty cool to see him and really cool to be a part of yeah
0: that's nice it sounds like you got a, a nice family that's supportive and uh they're trying to help every all these artists probably tried to figure out how best to put their stuff out into the world
1: oh absolutely absolutely we're all thankful for jason for kind of showing us how when and where and all that stuff
0: yeah well uh thank you matt for being willing to come on again and we appreciate it and we're looking forward to some more music
1: Oh, thank you so much, Joel. I appreciate your support and uh, keep doing what you're doing. We love it. and um, Yeah, keep your eyes open for m- new music. It could be coming out pretty quickly here. Yeah. so I'll Have you on again. All right. Thanks, oh, man. I'd love that. Thank you, Joel. Nice.
0: Thanks to Matt for being willing to share. That's uh, that's all we got now for this episode of the Amazon Planet podcast. We'll have show notes. We'll have links to Matt's song and, and anything else that we mentioned. Uh, I think a co- we mentioned a couple other episodes of the podcast. We'll put those in the show notes at AmazonPlanet.com forward slash episode 39. And if you're looking for ways to support the podcast, you can, well, first of all, Go to Spotify, go wherever you get music, and you can look up uh, Matt Mifflin's uh, new song, Out of the Clouds, uh, and you could... Like it, buy it, whatever you want to do uh, Follow him as an artist on Spotify You can do that as well, that'd be good support for him You can also, if you're looking for ways To support this podcast, you can subscribe Rate and review the podcast You can subscribe to the Amazon Planet download I really want to encourage people to do that Let's get that uh, mailing list up Because it's also a way that if you know of song Or songs, if you know of books Or people that we should talk to Or I don't care, and even songs, whatever Other things that we should be aware of here on the On the podcast, you can go ahead and subscribe To the download and when you get an email, you can just respond back or you can just send an email to joel at Amazonplanet.com and that would uh, be a way to give some feedback. If you know of ways to make this thing better or you got some suggestions, hey, go ahead and send them our way. You can also follow at uh, and you can subscribe to the Amazon Planet download by going to amazonplanet.com. There's various buttons on that page to subscribe to the email list. You can also follow at Amazon Planet on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, or like the Amazon Planet Facebook page. We're doing lots of stuff on the Facebook page lately. There's a lot of videos up there from the uh, book clubs I mentioned previously on the podcast. You can also check out the Amazon Planet store or Amazon Planet Bookshop. You can find links at at amazonplanet.com right now. They're in the footer. Uh, Go all the way down to the bottom of the page. You can find links to the bookstore uh, or bookshop or the Amazon Planet store. You can get some of that Be the Good swag if you want. So, again, we're done. So, thank you for listening to this episode of the Amazon Planet Podcast. Thanks to uh, Matt Mifflin for sharing uh, his music, as always, and his... uh and his story about his uh, song Out of the Clouds. And finally, thank you to all of you out there who are seeking to teach better and be the good in the world by investing in the lives of others. This world is a better pl- place because you have decided to use the gifts you have been given to serve others. Thank you for all that you do. Peace.